Well, hello and happy new year to you. Welcome to episode 104 of the Social Authority Podcast. First episode of 2017. OMG, LOLOL. I just love me some 2017. I knew I was going to look forward to this year and we are about 10 days in and it is not disappointing yet. If you don't know who I am, well, what in the world are you doing here? But hey, let me introduce myself again. My name is Amy Schmidauer. I'm the founder of Savvy Sexy Social, which is a YouTube series helping you go after what you want and leverage video blogging to make that happen. One of the reasons why 2017 is so exciting is maybe a reason you already know. My upcoming book, Vlog Like a Boss, How to Kill It Online with Video Blogging, will be coming out at the end of this month. So this craziness that is 2017 so far has been just that craziness. It's been all about these final details as we get this little paper and hardback baby out into the internet world for people to buy and and take home. So I am very excited and also crazy overwhelmed. I think this is one of the biggest projects I've ever taken on. It's not very natural for me to create something that is writing. You know, I'm very proficient at video. And that's obviously why I wrote the book. But this has just been quite, quite a, quite a feat and definitely something I'm happy I'm experiencing and even more happy that people actually kind of want this thing. And so that's, that's what this month is really all about for me. So I thought I would just take a few moments here. Just obviously we haven't had a chance to sit down you and me since last year. So I wanted to kind of go over some of the things I'm learning about this process and what you might be able to pick up from this as well. Because no matter what thing that you're creating, no matter what you're creating for the world and, and hoping that it will be a vehicle for your success portfolio, you really have to make some mistakes, learn some lessons along the way. So I'm, I'm happy about those things. I anticipated those things. But obviously, if we could all skip the mistakes, that'd be great. So I figured I would go over just a couple of things, good and bad. And uh, yeah, hopefully it is useful for you. One of the things I've learned has been very important to be a reminder. Because I already knew it, but... Uh, sometimes you got to feel it a little bit more and more just to keep it in mind as you continue to go forward. And that's to not have super high expectations of people. And I think you should always go that way in life. I think the, the biggest mistake that we make as human beings is holding people to a standard that you created in your mind and not necessarily measuring that against what real life looks like. And so that's something I've had to keep in mind. Let's start with the positive. I am overwhelmed with the amount of support from my community that there is about this book. And I am not just saying that. I, I really am tired of people speaking in such hyperbole where we're like, oh, everybody that watches my videos or listens to my podcast or reads my blog, they think I'm amazing and they show it and it's so cool. It's just like, okay, get real. But Actually, literally, people have come out in such support of this book. I mean, it's 
it's really incredible. People are saying they're going to order books just so they can give them to friends. They're going to order more than one just because they want to support everything I've done in the past. People are not entering to win a book on my YouTube channel because they would rather buy it just because, just to support me. And, and more about that giveaway later. I'll tell you about it. But and then there's everybody that's reaching out to me personally and saying, what can I do to bring awareness to this in my, in my neighborhoods, in my networks, on my blog, on my YouTube channel, whatever it is. It's, it's been really, really incredible. But the flip side is sort of all of the people that are, you're a little bit even more close to who have had you help them in the past, right? I've been building this career, I guess we can call it this career track I've been on since about I took it more seriously in 2009. I've been on YouTube longer than that. But 2009 and 2010 were really critical years where I said, oh my gosh, I can make money using the internet, this thing I have been passionate about for a long time. This is very interesting. How can I do this? How can I help people? And in that time, I've gotten to know and help a lot of people. I haven't called in a whole lot of favors. I think the biggest thing I've ever asked people for was when I did Savvy Sexy Social Live a couple of years ago. And I just said, hey, would you mind you know, sharing this with anyone who may or may not need support with video, but in no way asking for as much help as I have needed for a book launch. And so... It's been really interesting going back to people who I have absolutely wanted to support because they do incredible work and I share their things with my community and some of them I do even more due diligence than just a tweet here or there or a mention. I'll do a dedicated video or I will do a dedicated sponsor spot even if it's not really my fee for a sponsorship or pushing somebody's affiliate program if I approve of it and I think it's worth something and I would like to make a little money off of it. That's a great way to build a revenue model. So I will do that. And those people, it's like, okay, great. This is cool. I did that for them. Maybe down the line, I will have an opportunity to ask for their help in return. And I do get that opportunity. I'm connected with these people because I'm allowed that opportunity, but it doesn't always work out. And in a few more cases than I would have liked, it's not working out. You know, people, people, People's formats change, so it doesn't always make sense to bring me on as a video expert. Or uh, scheduling doesn't work, and and I you know want to be a part of things during a certain timeline because the launch of the book is really really important. And so you have to consider all these things, and you, it you can't be mad about it. There's literally no reason to be mad about it because I actually have a great deal of respect for people that say no for whatever reason that makes sense to them because nobody knows their audience, their community, their sales schedule, what aligns with their brand better than someone that actually owns it. So when someone says no to me, it's you know it's obviously disappointing because you need the help, but I also have a tremendous amount of respect for that, and it empowers me to say no even more often than I already do. And I say no a lot. But it's sort of disappointing sometimes because you're, you think you've invested so much in sort of this relationship bank account that somebody might do something for you just because, or try to fit it in, or do you this favor. And they don't. And you just kind of have to sit in that and go, okay, well, hopefully... <laughs> we're 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 going to be fine like there's no doubt about that there's always another opportunity no big deal but 
you have to really look at that and say, okay, I can't be, I cannot be that disappointed about this because that one thing was not going to make the difference or these couple of things weren't going to make the difference. They just would have been really nice. So let's take it down a notch if there was an expectation because there shouldn't have been. You should have been thinking about that's an opportunity I would love. It's not an automatic. And I'm not saying I thought anything was automatic, but I think sometimes we're just like, oh yeah, I'm sure that'll work out. Oh yeah, I'm sure that'll work out. And then it doesn't. And you're like, oh man, I really was real sure that was going to work out. And you just kind of have to come to terms with that. But that's something that I've had to remind myself of is not only is it okay for people to say no, it's probably going to happen a lot more than you think, no matter how much you've bent over backwards for people. But because you bend over backwards for people, that is the type of person that you are. And that's what gives you the right to say no. And that's what's given them the right to say no. So really reeling in that level of expectation is big. I never have a ton of, oh, of course he will do that for me or she will do that for me or this will definitely happen. I'm more likely to think someone's going to tell me no than they're going to do to tell me yes. But I also believe in earning your keep. So if I think that I've helped somebody a ton then that's a fault of mine if I think like, oh, that person would love to help me, then I'll, I'll, totally, I'll totally make that happen, then it doesn't. And you have to remember that it doesn't matter how much you've done or how much you think you've done, it's not automatic, nothing's automatic, and you've gotta really reel in those expectations. A lesson learned every single time, every single time. Even if I really didn't, Alexa, I am not talking to you. I'm trying to podcast and you just scared the crap out of me. Alarm for what time? Alexa, off. I'm leaving that in. I think another big lesson that I've learned is you can never be too far ahead. There was a time where I thought I was going to launch this book at the very beginning of January. I just really felt passionately about that. I've been working on this thing for about a year and it was like, okay, as soon as January 2017 hits, I'm ready to hit the ground running. But I'm very glad that my publisher and dear friend Carrie Oberbrunner was like, you know what, why don't you give yourself all of January to promote it? Because the holidays are going to be crazy. No one's really paying attention then. And he made a lot of really good points and convinced me to go to January 31st. And if you're not familiar, I believe it's pretty standard for books to launch on Tuesdays. So that just happened to be the last Tuesday of the month. It was the last day of the month. And, and I'm really glad that we went that direction because I'm recording this with 21 days to go until that big day. And we're on track, but we could be even further ahead. <laughs> There's always more that could be done. And so it's really feeling like crunch time in many ways. That's why I haven't had a podcast until the, you know, the 10th day of, of the year. And so there's always, always, always more you can do to get ahead. Always. Um, some of that for me included proofreading and editing. So I had an editor that I worked with, but you know, between the editor and myself, we may not catch everything. And it's always nice to get different points of view. So having those multiple connections, um, beta readers, I guess is what we'll call them, that's nice to have because they will point out a lot of things that you may not have come to the conclusion on with those first stages of developing the book, including going to editing. You know, you can't put all your eggs in the editor basket. 
it's also got to go to interior design. The interior designer gets their hands on the manuscript. So you've got to look at what does it look like when it's done with them? And, and are there any errors that popped up from there? Is anything more obvious? So that's something that has been front of mind for me because I'm even more self-conscious about that than I think, you know, even the average person because I'm not a writer. So you know, catching those errors or, or typos or whatever is sort of something that I'm super conscious of, but I'm also got, I have to keep the mindset that everybody has errors in their book. You know, even some of the most best-selling authors, I've caught an error in their book that I read. So you just kind of let it go, do the best you can. And then hopefully, you know, it'll work itself out. But that was something that we could have gotten even further ahead on. I also, you know, waited a little bit too long to do the cover. So there's some some amazing people who understand the time crunch that I'm on that are making it happen in the time crunch. And it's super awesome for me. Uh, but again, could have been further ahead. So I think those those were some of the big lessons I just wanted to touch on today and just get you thinking about, you know, what does it mean to be prepared for such a big project like this. And these topics specifically have a lot to do with the things outside of your control, right? I don't know how long, you know, interior design of a book takes. I don't know how long it takes for a designer to do a cover. I don't know how long the photographer took to bring my, bring my photos for the cover to a printable state, you know? And I also don't know what the availability of my friends in the industry is for me to be in an interview with them or join them in a collaboration effort to bring awareness to the book. You just don't know. These are all things outside of your control. The further ahead you can get, the better. Um, you know, I'd like to say that I was pretty far ahead asking to be, you know, featured in certain places, but apparently four months may not be far enough ahead for people to say, I can mark that on the calendar for you. And that's okay because you know what that means? It actually means you are surrounding yourself with some pretty legit and organized and successful people and it's time to step your game up. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. I do have to jump off this little chat with you, although when I do make the time to do it, I enjoy it thoroughly. And so thank you for continuing to subscribe to this podcast. Something that I'm spending a great deal of my time on at the moment is the video show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Savvy Sexy Social. If that's hard to remember, just dial up amy.video and that will take you straight to my YouTube channel. I am documenting my journey every day of this month because I wanted to make my life even more difficult as we get to the book launch. But in all actuality, I'm doing it because I want to share this journey with you. All I've ever done is share what I've done so that you can learn how to do it too. And this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, getting my first book out there and going through this process for the first time and learning this process for the first time. And I wanted to be transparent about what that looks like with you. So sometimes we're taking a day trip, like the video I posted yesterday about going to Pittsburgh, which was a replacement for the trip we were supposed to take, uh, myself and my fiance, Vincenzo. But other days, it's just being hard at work and brainstorming and working through logistics of the book and doing podcast interviews and recording this podcast. And so that's something that I wanted to share. And so I'm posting every single day. And to incentivize you to st stay tuned every day, I'm giving away three copies of the book in each episode. The goal is for you to subscribe to the YouTube channel and have notifications turned on so that the first hour the video is out, you like and comment and that makes you automatically entered to win. And then I 
show the winners in every video the following day. So keep that in mind if you are interested in the journey of promoting and putting out a book. Um, I'm sharing it on my YouTube channel and I really hope you tune in for it. And that's a great place to really be up to the minute on what's happening with this book launch. If you really want a, a closer hand in that, I do have my book squad. Those are the people that I update on all the ways that they can help me spread the word and contribute to the book. The, all those details are at SavvySexySocial.com slash book squad. But just keep in mind that this is one of the biggest things I have ever done. And if I've done anything to help you in the last six years of doing this work online and making all these videos and trying to make life a little bit easier for you as you're continuing to grow your brand presence, I hope that you'll buy a copy of my book. And I hope that you will think about video for yourself if you have not done it already because it is 2017 and every stinking platform on the internet wants you to make video and I want you to make it too but I don't want you to be caught up in the noise of what everybody else is doing because everyone else is probably not doing it right. The upside is that you don't have a whole lot of competition right now. If you know who your audience is and you go after them and you share your message in a way that matters to them, you can win. If you use video to do that, you can reach for the freaking stars. So please think about picking up a copy of Vlog Like a Boss. It comes out on January 31st. I spoke about Carrie Oberbrunner a little bit ago, who is from authoracademyelite.com, which is the publisher that I'm working with on this book. And we're actually going to chat with him in the next episode of this podcast in just a couple of days. I will get that live for you so you can hear what it's really like to write a book, put out a book and, and the things that you need to know to do that. And we're actually going to talk a little bit about his seventh book, which is his first fiction book and what he did to put a powerful message that even non-fiction lovers would want to read in a fiction book. So very interesting stuff. Stay tuned for that in the next episode of Social Authority. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. And I will catch you in the next one.